0: Welcome to the Winning Edge podcast with myself, John Bond, Rick Moylan. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a of an intro session. So myself and Rick have been in the fitness industry a long, long time. Um, the idea of the podcast is going to be to try and share fitness knowledge, business knowledge, uh, mental health knowledge, um, a little bit about our journeys, and and hopefully um, inspire you know younger generations to semi-following our footsteps maybe <laughs> not fully uh, but today's gonna be mostly about rick uh, and his journey in the fitness industry and you know this could be a long session um same role there john fucking just a little bit um you know from start to now so you know f- from my intro i've known rick for nearly 20 years we started working in the same gym uh, in manchester la fitness a long long time ago but to watch his career kind of progress from there from basically all just being pts on the gym floor uh which is no shame in that don't get me wrong but to now running you know multiple businesses inspiring lots of other coaches and trainers is you know it's been a bit of a bit of a bit of a journey to get to that point to say at least so tell us a little bit
1: about how you how you kind of got started with all of this um so yeah we you know we met and it's mad isn't it? you know <laughs> nearly nearly 20 years ago now and and but before that and i suppose if we go way back the the really sort of simple version is I, I loved sport yeah and i loved um participating in sport training and anything to do with being physically fit um and, and i and i kind of you know i wanted to I think like a lot of young lads and girls i just wanted to play football actually that was the, the most in, yeah. important sport for me and um and i, I was decent uh, uh I tried hard i trained well played to a good level yeah but you know really wanted to push on and be a be a pro but you know and, and you, you hear a lot of people don't you when when it doesn't happen and they'll yeah. sort of say um oh it was because of this and because of that and yeah. I've got an injury or you know look or whatever it just fundamentally was that i just wasn't good enough i wasn't quite good enough but that never diminished my love for for sport and yeah. training so I always knew that I wanted to work in some capacity in health, fitness, exercise, um, you know, sport, etc. So I went down the the journey of getting, or the route of getting, trying to get the right qualifications, of which I got some, got enough to get started anyway. Um, and you know, obviously, that's an ongoing thing. We're gonna talk about that, aren't we? The learning. The yeah. learning curve of life and everything, but um, yeah, you know, my my first job was in a factory. I had to self self pay, self fund the first course that I did yeah. with a loan from my parents. <laughs> that, that, you know that I had and to. pay that back. I had right? to pay it back. Pay, <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, they would argue that they're yeah. still financially <laughs> propping me up, <laughs> propping me up now. But you know, um, yeah, it was it it was a an entry level qualification, a sort of you know a level a level two. Uh, and then on to level three, yeah. and uh, and away I went, and I, I got my first job in a hotel gym, and I was on two pound fifty an hour, so it shows, amazing, our, right? it shows our age. I know, Jesus. And it, and it went, it went from there. I thought I was going to go in and be an all star PT, yeah. and I started off cleaning the floors, cleaning the changing rooms, yeah. handing out towels, yeah. uh, working early mornings, late nights, weekends for two pound fifty an
0: hour. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I, you know, same thing. Like when I kind of left school, you kind of I left with no qualifications and you think, well, I've gone and got this certificate. It must be worth a bit more money than minimum wage. And you go and get a job in a gym and they go, yeah, it's this much an hour. You're like, what? Like, yeah, yeah. what I've got more in the factory than my yeah. first job, but I, you know, I loved it. I mean, I, you know, we'll go into my side of things, uh, you know, another time. But, you know, going from doing something I didn't like for probably more money so then standing in the gym all day for next to nothing, I, I much preferred my day. Like I didn't money was never a, a real motivator. Yeah. When it comes to the gym and I try and teach that to people nowadays, it's like it'll come, you can make a fortune. But if that's the only reason you're there, then it's going to be like any other job. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that was it then. I, I kind of, you know, realized that there was a, there was a guy there who, who Still in touch with also now, an yeah. absolute crazy character called Darren Roberts. Right, yeah. yeah, you know him obviously, yeah. and um, and he was doing he was doing some bits of PT and this and yeah. like. And so I sort of tagged on to him, yeah. and, so and what took you down the PT route? Yeah, know, cause, yeah, because again,
0: even then, like back in the day, like PT was only just becoming a bit of a thing. It's not like it is nowadays. Like there wasn't that many out there, and there certainly, I mean, where, where I grew up in Blackpool, like there was like two PTs in the whole town. You know, it was only when I came to Manchester I thought it was a slightly bigger thing. So when you started, PT must have only just been coming a bit of a thing, yeah. and a lot of people not feeling really, I guess, even worthy of charging whatever we charged back then, which wasn't a lot, but it was for the, for the time, right? And Absolutely. people were still a bit. I don't need to spend, whatever it was, thirty quid an hour, let's mm-hmm. say, or whatever, to have a PT versus someone just give me a fucking paper program and
1: follow that and run around <laughs> the machines, right? An induction, an induction. There you yeah. go. Yeah, induction and been program. Those in my time. Yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, so I was sort of, you know, I was sort of um, handing out towels and yeah. cleaning changing rooms and this, that, like, the other. And this dude rocked in on his motorbike, you know, which I thought was cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I was driving my mum's Fiesta, <laughs> you know, and Fiesta 950, yeah, yeah. 950 popular yeah. it was. Loved that car. Loved that car. And, yeah, uh, yeah and, he, and he was sort of, he was out in Cheshire, out in Wilmslow. Yeah. There was no PTs in city centre in Manchester at that time. Mm. Not to my knowledge anyway. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought, yeah, that's I'll have a bit of that. That's mm. that's what I want to do. Um, and I'd met another guy at the time as well, uh, Dr. Paul Wilson, who worked at Salford University. Mm. Actually, met him on one of my my first courses, and um, and he was like, yeah, you you need to you know get some more qualifications behind you, and you know whether that was the right thing for you know now or whatever, it certainly was then, and I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm grateful for for that advice. And I, you know, I'm not a natural academic by any means, but. Uh, i went to university mm. but i had to i had to you know some bills to pay i had a little car to pay for oh, yeah. and so i got a job uh I found a, i found a gym near to the university because i was living up that way yeah, yeah. and uh, i thought yeah you know i need some wear clothes and uh, so i got a part-time job at this gym new gym at the time la fitness right uh, again just to start with originally just sort of gym flooring doing inductions all that kind of stuff I was on a little bit more money than i was probably yeah, about yeah about three pounds forty an hour, oh, okay. somewhere like that, you know, so I was rolling in money and uh but I, but I, I you know I, I needed just enough mm. to pay my way through uni. Yeah. And uh and i went from there and, and it was actually in my second year that the opportunity came along. I was still at university, but the opportunity came along to go self employed mm. and and I took it and which will have suited going to uni better anyway you can get your
0: sessions in and a bit more money go and get your uni sessions in drinking sessions yeah drinking sessions well also you know back in the day you actually had to go to uni oh to yeah yeah lectures. you get kicked out yeah not nowadays yeah. nowadays you can have we, we have you'll fucking laugh we have clients in la come in and they'll be like i just need to stick my computer on here because i'm in a lecture yeah and they're training yeah they're like i just need to they just need to see i'm logged in and i'm just like Fucking, that is insane. Yeah. So they'll put it on, then in between sets, having so a quick and Look, they have got the headphones in, and the training and yeah. having a fucking session. It's insane. Like I would never have thought, because sometimes at first I thought a couple of them being a bit ignorant, because I was kind of like, "Can I'm in a PT session? you Got the headphones in."
1: Yes. It's only when someone yeah.
0: explained they're in a lesson, <laughs> doing two things at once. I was like, "That's mental."
1: Oh yeah, it's a different world. I, you yeah. know, you had to be there all the time, and, yeah, yeah. and obviously, um, the lectures, <laughs> you know. They were nobody's fool. They knew yeah. he was there and who wasn't. Yeah, exactly. you know? So, you know, if you were then struggling with your work yeah, yeah. and they knew you'd not Appeal be in, turn it up, yeah. forget it, you yeah. know. So, so yeah, that, that was, that was kind of what started the journey and went into self-employed PT and, and on we went from there. And what would you
0: say, like, you know, the, the years of being a trainer, like before you got into training trainers, what would you say were kind of like the biggest lessons of PT that you learned that you, that you learn as a trainer, let's say that you kind of still use today.
1: Gosh, I mean, there's, there's, there's there's loads, but I think if I had to pick one that instinctively stands out straight away and it's one that I I teach now to this, to this day is that if you, if you look at the title of personal trainer, I think, and, and if we draw a line down the middle, we we would spend and i think a lot of people still do we spend so much time developing the trainer element, yeah, yeah. you know the anatomy and physiology the knowledge yeah, the yeah. all this that, like, the other you know and knowledge we've just talked about this before we started recording knowledge now has become endless hasn't yeah, it yeah. What, what's out there but th- there's never much time taught or developed in the personal mm. side of things and and i think for me, that's an area that that is is overlooked, and, and is so important that that people will train with us because of they, they you know a certain look or yeah, they yeah. want a certain result and all those kind of things. But ultimately, part of their experience as a client is actually liking coming to the yeah, sessions yeah. and liking you and liking yeah. being in your in your space, yeah. liking being around you. Yeah, yeah. It's the personal Absolutely. trainer. Yeah, I
0: mean, look, I, you know, I'm 100% not all over that stuff. I I do a lot of education and stuff in my gym, but I can't stress enough that being a coach, trainer, whatever you want to call it, it's people, person, game, right? And if you can't find ways to relate to your clients, if you can't find ways to inspire them, you know, people talk a lot about, you know, forming discipline habits and all these sort of things. And I totally agree with all that sort of stuff. And I agree that motivation doesn't last and all these fucking one liners you see on social media. <laughs> but. You are there initially to motivate somebody to create those habits. You know, everyone argues what kind of comes first. It's like, well, if you're not inspiring as a coach or trainer, if you're not motivating your client to try to make some of these changes then they're never going to make them. Yeah. Um, And that's and and then just the level of good service going that little bit above and beyond what other trainers might do, you know, I try and instill that an awful lot. in my coaches and just you know because I always want that feedback and I see it, I see it from you know some of your reviews when they go online and stuff that usually the big thing that people will say is you know the the extra care mm-hmm. the extra level of professionalism yep. the extra thing that they weren't expecting to get from a trader those are the bits that stick with people Training, the nutrition, all that sort of stuff, they expect that. Yep. You that. that's a given, that isn't it? Yep. that's a given. Yeah. But if you can then add the other bits in, you know, and I see I've got lots of friends that are coaches in the industry and I see some of other stuff and I see the way their clients talk about them and you're like, some of these are not necessarily the most educated trainers in the world, but their clients love them. And the amount of business they get off the back of that is insane. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes people, trainers are so busy going off, like you said, adding to their training skills and knowledge and then still not delivering that many sessions still can't captivate and get clients it's like yeah great because you're learning all this stuff half of it's not relevant to your client and you've, not, Absolutely. you've not worked on developing relationships
1: yeah. and relationship skills you know what's that thing you know people will remember how you made them feel yeah and you know asking about their kids or about a certain element of their life or if they've got you know issues in their life and whilst you might have 10 20 30 40 however many clients you've still remembered that little micro detail about about them and 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 i think that's i think that those fundamentals have have, they're they're not taught i think we picked them up as as we sort of went you know and you learn from your wins and you learn from you learn from the hard way sometimes don't you you learn from your mistakes i mean you was always like the busiest trainer in la fitness and I
0: don't know who was necessarily at the time. What you would kind of say is, you know, who's the most educated or knowledgeable on the gym floor and stuff. But when I was kind of looking, you could see, you are the ones that tried to put more time and effort into. You know, I guess, like you said, the training side you did, you were going to uni, you were learning a lot of stuff, but that's not what I saw. as how you were successful, if that makes sense, that was just a backup to your personality to the way you presented and put yourself around on the gym floor. You know, I can think of that team and without going into names, I can think of two people that spent way more time in the detail of kind of educating themselves and they were nowhere near as busy Mm. because the personality was not quite Mm. quite there. And I think I think like anyone, you try and play to your strengths, right? If you've not got the personality, then you try and play to be more educated and coming across as more educated and you will get clients that way. But I don't think you'll necessarily get as many um, because again, it's going to take a certain kind of client that's going to gravitate towards that. And most people, in my opinion, will gravitate to a good personality, someone that they feel good being around. I've seen many coaches certainly not saying you're one of these at all. But I've seen so many coaches that are not that great trainers, but they're magnets.
1: Thanks, mate. Not you. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm
0: just saying, you know, know, everyone gets caught up in one thing or the other. And I think you have to gel it. Like you did both. So I'm certainly not saying you're one or the other at all. You know, I've known you a long time, so that's not what I'm saying. But my point is kind of, you know, I've seen a lot of people who are not that great what they do on the gym floor they're Mm -hmm. okay and they don't go on a million courses but their personality will always gravitate. What I do think and we'll move into the business side of things in a moment but I do think that sometimes those people, if you've only got the personality side and you don't have much education back up, some of those are the kind of guys that end up PTing on the gym floor forever because they don't know how to gravitate away from that and because they're so busy they earn quite good money and then there's this thing too, too much on the education side. And again, same thing. They don't learn management skills. They don't learn other skills Mm -hmm. and you can't progress the career either. So I think the reason, you know, you've become so successful is having both because when you wanted to then steer it off in a different direction, when you wanted to steer it off into educating other trainers and coaches, you then had that knowledge, which. You know, i've seen a lot of trainers we do a lot of education and stuff and you know i have trainers stand up and some are good at presenting and some mm-hmm. some are great on the gym floor but when it comes to actually educating the detail it's not there and that's going to slow their progress down yeah until you can get that so whilst that i know that trainer's going to do 30 40 sessions mm-hmm. a week no matter what great personality good coach good trainer that next step of educating the coaches is like that's going to need work yeah. whereas the other kid who's just Got good knowledge, good education, good at putting presentations together, good at stand up and talking to people you're like, OK, they've already got a bit of a leg up and might not be much difference in the gym floor. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: But the education side is something that you're already gravitating towards. But then those are the guys can sell and do with the bits and pieces in the gym. So you've always got to find your yeah. journey. But yeah. what took you to, you know, what was the the spark that. And again, we've sort of talked about this before, but. took you from training clients to then kind of educating and training trainers and helping them become, you know, build their businesses because you work with a lot of coaches that, you know, work freelance basically. So you're teaching a bit different to my business model. You were teaching people to go fish for themselves, teaching Mm -hmm. people to build their own business, get their own clients, run
1: their own business. What, What took you that way? I think you touched on it at the start of the very beginning of this podcast. You know, we, I think fundamentally, and of course I like earning money and I like, I still do. And, and I like having a lifestyle and, yeah. you know, you, you presented to, to our group on that, on that last week about making sure that you know, you're clear on your lifestyle and your values mm-hmm. and all those kind of things. And I absolutely, I'm, I'm okay with making a living and making a good living and yeah. making the best living I can, uh, but, but also fundamentally, um, I did get into the industry as well because I liked training people and I liked helping people mm-hmm. and you know, I found my niche. I found we LA Fitness, like the gym at the time, and a lot of gyms, not yeah, just LA Fitness, but you know gyms at that time, as as you know, were often very sort of cardio based. they would be, yeah. be rows and rows of cardio oh, machines. And, how,
0: how we all used to PT when there was like what six, seven of us with about twenty pieces of equipment yeah. for weights. Yeah, like I mean, I know you went off, and and that's why you started doing pad work and other things yeah. because. People couldn't get on the equipment. Yeah, there it was, was insane. Nothing. There was nothing. It
1: was all, it was all cardio stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we all clubbed together and bought a few bits and pieces as well. A you know, barbells and yeah, bits and all that kind of stuff. stuff. And and you know, so I, I found a sort of little niche and like you say, started doing just just fitness based pads. You know, yeah. just just not trying to make fighters or anything like that. But I'd get my clients off off the sort of cardio kit. and yeah, yeah. doing their doing their CV work and their conditioning through pads yeah, yeah. and body pads and you know all that, all that kind of. Stuff and 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 I started to get busy because it was you know a little bit noticeable on the gym floor or right. you know for whatever reason you know tried to always be to get to know people's names that was one of my, my big things just right. to, to be that human yeah, thing yeah. and got busy and and then the way the way you know it was tough for us at the start and and we say this I know you do we we we've said this is a mutual message you know we we had to go to London and do a ten day a business course with yeah. with the company at that time and and it was a good course we learned loads on it yeah. and uh, but we had to pay for the course yeah. which was you know look 20 years ago was i think five six hundred quid or something, something like, that. Something yeah, like it was that
0: then plus like you say hotel in london and yeah train down Travels, there and
1: all that. food yeah, yeah. And it was a big investment and yeah. then literally you got very minimal sort of free time in the gym and you were I think we were paying again twenty years ago, our rent was over four hundred quid a month, yeah, four twenty, yeah, something about like that. Yeah. You had to you had to crack on and yeah. you, you had to you had to crack on quick and, and again we'd paid for qualifications, yeah. you know, prior to that and <clears throat> uh, it was it was tough, you know. So within our little even within our little team we had some of us that, you know, were a bit let's say a bit more worldly wise as well and, and you know could could go and make a living. And then there was a few that had struggled. And it was just a, a natural progression, really, that I wanted to help people. I wanted to help, you know, the some of the younger trainers, whether that was in age or whether that was in, you know, gym years, like us yeah, say. Yeah. Um, I I would see them struggling and it didn't, didn't sit well with me. So I'd say, well, you know, listen, I'm not going to roll your boat for you, yeah, but yeah. but why don't you, you know, try this and try and avoid this and da-da-da. And if they put no effort in, I you know, I, would, I was not afraid to give them a kick up the arse yeah, and... Yeah. and you know, we've always i think that's again many things we've got in common with these things we do different but there's many things we've got in common is straight talking honest yeah. not to be offensive but you know to to say as it is um so you know if the work ethic wasn't there i would i would let them know and 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 that would that wouldn't sit well with me but sometimes these these people actually needed help and and i i did didn't mind giving that help and um Found out a knack for it and often originally would, you know, just give my time for nothing, mm-hmm. but because um, it's important to give back in life. And maybe we'll talk about that later. But um, it got to the point where there was that many people then starting to ask that, yeah, yeah, they you know, make a business out of it. I right? had yeah. to, and, and, and it, the opportunity was there. So but I
0: think that's like the best way, you know, people always like, you know, especially me now, they'll ask, you know, what's the best way to get to this point? In my career what's the best way to get to this. And I've always, you know, I'm not I'm not, um, you know, the only like things advocate offer all your time for free, but it's like the amount of people I've seen where if you just fucking help, if you just do things for free and learn things for free, it'll come back, it'll come back huge, you know, a big percentage of what I've learned you know, I've done a lot of stuff where I've gone above and beyond to learn things mm-hmm. for free. That wasn't part of my pay grade. It wasn't part of what I was really yeah. doing, but I knew that would help me further down the line. Yeah. And I try and say this to a lot of young coaches nowadays, it's like the money's become so the, the world, sorry, has become so kind of in some ways money oriented. and I've had coaches work for me where they won't do things for nothing yep. initially yep. right and i'm not one of those will take the piss but i'll put like a three-month thing in where okay you want they'll come to me and go, i want to be a mentor you know i want a mentor or the coach so i want to teach them our programming to do it. i'm like well, okay well fine but you need to prove to me that you can do
1: it yeah get your and stripes you, on your shoulders. yeah maybe say, okay,
0: you do it for three months i'm going to put these two people under you this is the this is the system this is what we do this is how you do it i've been doing it with you so you know you know and then you know if you start to prove that you can do it we'll put We'll put a monetary value to it and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll progress it from there. And I've had people turn around. Well, I'm not doing it for nothing. I'm Like, OK, well, mm-hmm. I'm not paying you to do something I don't know you're capable of yet either. So if you want to stay a trainer, that's fine. If you want to progress your career, you know, go this route. And I, and I was brought up that way, you know, I will, you know, because and again, sometimes maybe it's a confidence thing. Maybe it's an ego thing. I mean, kids are definitely brought up with, you know, there's a there's a fee for everything nowadays, so I kind of get it. It's different generations. But for me, I'm kind of like, you know, I was always confident that I'll walk in the door and no matter what role you start me with, I'll be managing this place within a certain amount mm-hmm. of time because mm-hmm. I just knew that's me. And if no one steps up as a leader in the room, I'll step up. Yeah. So a lot of things have like what you just said, kind of fallen into place because I just did stuff. Yeah. Whether that was part of my job, part of what I got paid for or not, just do it anyway, mm-hmm. you know, and through through the doing, you'll learn what you like and don't look like say to people all the time i'm like you know you've got a couple of choices you can go education route you can go management route you can go kind of more sales route within the fitness industry but you don't know what you like it as a trainer and i think trainers and again it's the trainers with egos and things like that that won't put that effort in that are then still yeah you know marching around the gym floor yeah 40 50 years old having not progressed their career and then they're, they're now talking to me going oh, do I do? i'm like yeah well now you fucked it because the only way to go a different route is to step back and Absolutely. you're gonna have to step back financially yeah. you are gonna have to step Absolutely. back ego and you're gonna have to go and try and learn and then they're like oh, I don't really want to do that I'm like well there's your two options or keep doing what you're doing so you know I've watched you and like you said that a lot of stuff has kind of you know the business has almost created itself through you just helping people and then well like you say you get enough people so when you go maybe I should start charging for this because there's, there's clearly a market for it there's clearly a lot of people want my help i must be doing something right so let's turn it into a business
1: absolutely and i think nowadays
0: there's a lot of the other way around you want to sit there like, i'm going to make a business this is what i'm going to charge and this is what i'm going to put out and then they sit back waiting for people to come to them and you're like that's not going to work that easily you know mm. me and you are i like to think fairly well known in this industry and even i can't just go okay bump there we go Let's sit oh, back and absolutely. wait. Absolutely, come to me. Build it, and they will you know? come. Or yeah. well, build it, and they fucking won't. No, exactly. Not a chance. No, there's a lot of well, I fucking built three gyms, so I know that <laughs> yeah. kind of. It yeah. takes time, and it takes a lot of other things to kind of to kind of put in place. And people don't see that part. Um, what? What? Who's more frustrating, client? When you train clients, or when you started training trainers? Trainers. What, what was, I fucking. I we'll need it, to man. think about that. It's, I mean, like I I mean, it's difficult. Right? I, I have to be careful what I say I still have, you know, 30 odd <laughs> trainers that work across my gym, I'll say them. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it can be a frustrating thing. I mean, look, I, I love seeing coaches do well. I love seeing coaches, you know, grow, develop, improve. But as with everything, same sort of thing with clients.
1: I guess you can't you can't always help everyone. So, yeah, you know, skill versus will. And uh, um, yeah, you know, the knowledge, great, whatever brilliant qualifications brilliant but the work ethic a sure job it's funny though I bet I guarantee you
0: though as frustrating as when you move into tr- coaching coaches versus clients no matter how frustrating the coaches are to, to teach and educate you'd never go back to clients no so as no. uh, frustrating and annoying as they are it's still it's still for me, it's still a slightly more rewarding job and skill to get to that point where I'm teaching you to to train clients and help them to do all that sort of stuff
1: i don't really want to go back on the gym floor yeah. and train clients yeah. and, and because you know you, you see new challenges as well don't yeah. you you know and, and you, you you know for me that was the sort of next the next step in the the challenge the next phase of my, my career journey and you know you going back to what you're saying before about the there's a fee for everything and all this that the other and um you know the, the, the sport, I worked in sport for a long yeah. time as, as you know and, and i started as a volunteer
0: yeah
1: and that that was where it began as a yeah. volunteer with young athletes and you know, one of my former athletes has mm. just won a match at Wimbledon the other day, yeah, yeah. And but I started with him when he was a kid, yeah. yeah. And you know, there was no monetary value no, there. no, no. Uh, and that was where I was at, that was my level as mm. well. So I was learning as I yeah. went as well. And, and
0: but you can't again, you can't put a, 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 a long term monetary value on that, not necessarily always free, but especially discounted work at the time or whatever it might be. Like you've trained a lot of top athletes, boxers. And i know you've not made a lot of money doing that mm-hmm. right but the experience and what Absolutely. you learn and what you've been able to take into other things is 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 priceless and i think that's another misconception of the industry as a whole sometimes people see these and look eventually there can be good money if, if you fall upon the right athlete who's willing to pay you uh, a proper retainer and, and keep you on on staff and all those sort of things. It, but it's a lot of legwork. It's and it's a lot of training different athletes for not very much, trying to get your leg in the door, mm-hmm. trying to prove yourself. And then, you know, you've got that name on your resume forever. You've trained them, but generally that's about as much as you you get sometimes. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that have trained high level people and haven't really made much money out of it. There's a lot of people that have trained high level people and made a lot of money out of it. Um, but I think there's more that have not than mm-hmm. have. Absolutely. And the misunderstanding in the industry is that oh wow this guy's training this guy this guy must be making a fortune it's mm-hmm. like, no i'm kind of using this to build my portfolio Absolutely. my profile and use this for other things further down the line and again it's that willingness i think to look at your career as a whole and not what's going on today mm-hmm. and this year and you know i fucking, i swear to god i like i've not we talk about fucking trainers frustrating you like i i must have asked this question you know where do you see yourself in five years to every coach i've ever fucking hired and that's well into the hundreds, I probably had over 500 coaches in my career. Not one of them's had a clear answer, <laughs> Like they can't think past the next fucking week. And I'm just like, and this is where I think that you've always had this. I've always had this doing things to learn, doing things because to improve my own skill set, I always knew would get me wherever. I didn't know where, you <laughs> know, where the fuck I was going off the time. But yeah. a lot of that work has got me to where I am. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm telling you that I'm a fucking Prop by actual qualifications has not really got me anywhere. It's not mm-hmm. got me anywhere to, to, to where I am today. It's not got me running businesses, running gyms, and none of that. Like mm-hmm. can't go. Okay, I remember that course, that fucking course on you know fucking biomechanics. That's why I'm making so much money. Fucking got nothing to do with that. Um, and I like having that knowledge, but it was a ton of stuff that I can't put a piece of paper to. I yeah. can't show you a certificate One and go. Piece in the jigsaw, yeah, isn't it? This is why I'm doing so well Like, what course yeah. should I do? What should I do? I'm like, yeah. Most of coaches, I'm like, you're doing the best course you could do. Do go and get qualifications, don't run. wrong. Do go and get your certificates, but you're doing the best course here live. And here's the opportunity yeah. to learn as much as you yeah. can. It's up to you whether you want to fucking learn it or not. I'm not going to pay you to learn everything, but there's an opportunity here to learn exactly how my business runs. I'm an open book. You want to learn that
1: on a gym? I'll teach you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's about having a plan, isn't it? It's, that's that's why my business is called what it's called now. You know, in terms yeah. of my brand and everything moving forward, and it's about having a plan. Yeah. You know, not like you say, not just for today, but then for the next ninety days, and yeah. then if you can be on that, you know, and and should definitely, you know, look for you know yeah. further afield. No, no question about that. I totally agree with you. Um, and, and 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 going back again, going back to what we said at the beginning. When when I got into training people, I got into training people because I liked sport yeah. and training people, and and then when I transitioned into sport, mm. that was because I liked sport yeah, yeah. and and the competitive edge being at games, being at yeah. fights, being at matches. I wanted I, I wanted yeah, yeah. that competitive edge, and and but then also it, it was the chance to test myself and and look and as mm. the athletes progressed, I progress and my knowledge would progress, mm. my skills would progress, and. I ultimately wanted to be the best trainer I could be, and in my mind, rightly or wrongly, you know, I'm not saying this is right by any stretch of imagination, but working at the highest levels of sport teaches you a lot, and it was a and it was a lesson for me, but it was a marker as well. And um, like you say, financially, there's a a misconception that you get paid tons of money, and and you don't. You you live actually quite moderately, Mm. but you know, I was accepting of that. And it was part of a plan for what I had. Yeah, yeah. You know, in terms of my mentoring business, yeah. in terms of getting out there and public speaking, and 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 then building a brand. Yeah. Around that, you know. And, so. And
0: so like on that note, because obviously I've kind of followed your career, and there was like, there was definitely a bit like you know, meet me. We're like we have over the years um, been the typical. Best friends that don't talk to each other <laughs> for like a year. Well, you live in LA, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. There's been the odd time, like, yeah, let's jump on a call six months later. We're still not. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. So there's bits sometimes where obviously I'm relying on social media and seeing the changes within your career and stuff. And there was at one point where, you know, you were doing what I knew you were doing, which was training trainers, you know, putting them in position in different gyms. And da, da. And then all of a sudden, you know, you morphed into the, the business mentoring side. And then you got into the, the, the mental health side. And then all of a sudden, one day I fucking remember starting to see the fucking spear and the throat and the walking on the fire and the fucking going up mountains and jumping in lakes, and I'm like, the fuck? This isn't what, the is what I'm like, is he trying to doing... fucking kill himself? Yeah, like, what the yeah, fuck yeah. he up to? Yeah. Um, and I think I remember messaging, I'm like, because I didn't know how to put it. I was a bit like, are you all right? <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck's going <laughs> yeah, on? That is no, by yeah. the way. <laughs> so what, and, I, and look, I know there's probably a deeper answer and it's up to you how much you want to go into this, but what took you that route because there's a there's a there's a difference between, you know, training trainers and then taking that into a mentoring and then training trainers to build not just a freelance gym, a freelance trainer business, but actually any kind of business, fitness business, which is what you do now. You know, yeah. I was in the boardroom with you guys the other day and to see the type of people that are in there and the kind of businesses they're running. Yeah. Your skill set transcends just, you know, here's how to walk the floor. Here's how to build a presence. And here's how to do that, which is a very necessary skill. Very, very different building, you know, bricks and mortar businesses, right? Mm-hmm. But where did that other side of things come in? Was that through the speaking? Was that through your own journey? Things that you tried because of, of where your life was at, at the time and you were like, Okay, fuck, this has helped me and I think this can help other people. What what brought all that together? Because it was a very random, what seemed mm. a random mishmash at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Now I can see where it's funneling together.
1: At one point I was like, The fuck you did it. Well, I think I still ask myself <laughs> that question, you know, fairly regularly. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I, so I'm working in sport, and sport, sport was great. Um, great, great. I've you know had some brilliant experiences. Yeah. Some uh, been to watch amazing events, uh, Wimbledon, all that kind of stuff. America, you, you know, uh, Monte Carlo yeah. boxing with Quig, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And and I'm and I'm really grateful for it. And 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 i have no regrets and i loved it but like anything you have phases in your life and um you know i I, you sacrifice a lot Mm. when you work in sport and that's what you've got to be prepared to do with clients as well clients are no different you know but um i would often get messages from people saying hey look at you you know all this stuff and blah 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 but but i'd I'd become a father so and you know i've got you know um Liam, my son, as obviously you know, he were training him not long ago, which yeah, yeah. was good, and um, and I just you know wanted to start having having an eye on the fact that I was away a lot, and I yeah. wanted to my business you know was was brilliant, but but equally I, I wanted to perhaps be at home a bit more and have yeah, a yeah. little bit of a little bit of a blend, and then a friend of mine had did some I'd, I'd got some charity work going. Which you know maybe we'll touch on as, yeah, as yeah. well yeah. in a minute, but um, a friend of mine sort of approached me and he and he's the director of sales in a big company and he says, uh, Rick, I want you to come in and do be guest speaker for us at our big sales kickoff. Right. And I was like, uh, right, okay. Um, what the fuck am I yeah. going to speak about? You I know, know? Yeah. What? That first
0: one, I remember being asked to do yeah. I'm like, and then they'll go, just talk about anything. Yeah. Like, who's going to listen to me? Like anything well, that's a broad yeah. fucking
1: that you don't yeah. leave me to talk about anything. yeah you, exactly. give me a rough idea that's not a road yeah. we want to go down, no. you know but um i was like well what, what the fuck am i going to talk about and and you're absolutely right without you know going too deep into it but there's there's a bit of a history of uh fam- some family mental health and then there, there'd been a few things going on in my life there'd been some challenges i think we all have challenges yeah. in in our life you know in various different ways so i'd started uh, and and as well with sport because so there's three there's three or four things straight away off the mm. top of my head because sport can be quite data driven you know mm. you you do this you get this outcome you do this exercise you get yeah, this yeah. outcome I don't think it always takes into account the athlete's emotions where oh, they're no. at in their head at that time you know are they having a good day a bad day yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da so I took my learning journey down uh, looking into you know mindset and NLP mm. and a few different other things and. So there was a bunch of stuff going on, and, and yeah, like you said, I probably reflected at at that time. And, and it was all around the time I'm launching this charity brand to try mm. and raise money. And, and then my pal Gaz says to me, You know, um, come be guest speaker. And again, yeah. I'm like, oh, What the fuck? But I sort of fathomed that, um, and there'd it, it, been a message that I'd been able, I'd not been able to let go of from uh, one of the fighters at Team Hatton. Mm. And that was that team Hatton when I, when I, when i started there we went on a big run of uh with all the junior fights coming through we went on a big run of wins of fights and of course that was all down to me of yeah, course. yeah sure, you know, sure, of course sure. yeah i'll take full credit for that <laughs> but you uh, know obviously you know there's a bunch of people the boxing trainers in particular and um but there was what obviously no names there was one fighter that it didn't go so well for and there was a sort of a bit of a you know a debrief afterwards as yeah. is often the case when it's going well don't look at things but yeah, it's only yeah. when it goes wrong that, that they do but he basically said that um and it was around that time that the money had started returning into boxing so the yeah. stadiums had started getting bigger yeah. and, and gone from fighting in leisure centers to to these big stadiums and and he he'd said he'd stood on the ramp and because they by you know this was his first time mm. you know being on sky and this, they were so he's being told to sort of his natural instinct would be the second he was on all his other fights. The second it was go time, yeah, out of the change rooms onto Punch the ramp, right out, yeah. straight into the boxing ring. Yeah, you know, go, go, yeah, and and then all of a sudden Sky are sort of saying, you know, stand on the ramp for thirty seconds. Yeah. You know, you not, and he sort of stood there going like, what? Very what am I doing here? Yeah. I feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, don't know what to do. Oh, throw a few punches, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I feel like an idiot. And then i've got this sort of 30 40 second walk to the ring and, and he said that i was nervous yeah. I, my head was going i wasn't yeah. present I, I wanted to get out of there yeah. and it was the loneliest place in the world it's scary when you look at like you understand that everything is a skill
0: set mm. and well, we haven't trained him for that that's to our point right you've got for for someone who's about to get in the ring and fight to end up having more nerves over the fucking ring walk because mm-hmm. he didn't know what he was doing and da 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 yeah. is, is a really interesting insight because most people that don't fight will will you know will assume and know that um you know it takes an awful lot of courage to get in the ring and fight yeah. and it's probably one of the scariest At things any that level. you can do, right? So to hear a fighter go, look, as worried as, as I was in my head on the fight, there's there's a there's a process to getting ready for that. Mm-hmm. And and you see it at the top level, you, know, you watch it. You know some some fighters just run straight to the ring. That's their thing. They yeah. run like it's fucking WWE. That's that's the way they deal with the nerves. Run in, get in the ring, bounce around, get you know like they just want to get in and get on with it. Mm-hmm. Others fucking soak it up. They love it. You, know, you watch someone like Tyson Fury. He could take an hour to get in the ring. Yeah, if he he's at home he there, I mean, he's, yeah. yeah, he's yeah, is a, an entertainer right? yeah. as well as a very good fighter. So, you know, so some people like anything, some people are natural and they're not, it's not going to bother them. But yeah, you put something like that on someone's toes just before a fight and they've not been prepared for yeah. it. You've got no idea what it can do. So, yeah. you know,
1: even yeah. just practicing the details of ring walks and things like Absolutely. that. So some people Absolutely. need it. And that, and, that was, and that was it. And that was then what we started doing. Mm. And, and then that basically became what my first seminar was all about. It was right. all about how an athlete, controls their fears, how and mm. um, how they calm their nerves, how they um uh, be, perform to the best of their ability, adapt mm. to their behaviour. And and I thought, right, well, okay. And Gaz helped me, ironically, yeah, yeah. he hired me, but then helped me put my talk together. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, okay, my my talks and the themes will be around what athletes do mm. that we can do. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, how
0: can you use that kind of athlete's
1: mindset? Yeah in you know with, with, in everyday you know, with people. life yeah, in yeah, everyday yeah, life yeah so hence I got into speaking and it, it was well received and I, and I kind of enjoyed it and again that's those things that we talked about i enjoyed it yeah. i think you've got to enjoy what you do oh, absolutely i think you know the one thing that highlights from me and you when we talk has been on my mind
0: for the last sort of 20 minutes while we've been talking there's always that one sentence right if if, if you didn't need money you know or money didn't exist what would you do what are you doing with your yep. time now don't I'm wrong i'm not going to sit there and say i would be doing this the level and amount of work i do now if i was a multi-millionaire but i would be doing stuff like this mm-hmm. i would still love to be speaking and, and passing on my knowledge i would still love to have some foothold in the gym or or industry world. like you know I, my whole life revolves around being in in the gym whether it's training or whatever so you know whilst i clearly do this for a salary and some money yeah I would still be doing in some form or another Absolutely. as an interest, you know, this kind of thing. Not to the amount, not to level. And in some ways, when money's not interested, it's way more fucking fun. Mm-hmm. But I'd be doing this kind of thing. I wouldn't all of a sudden be like living a life. I'm like, if money doesn't exist, I'd be doing that. Because mm-hmm. I think when people look at their lives and careers, well, if that's the fucking case, why are you doing what you're doing? Yep. Because if you're only doing it for money, then it's not going to oh, be super. It's, cool not for feeling, right? it's not for me. It's not for me. That. So yeah, you know, I've never really chased me. the money. The money's finally started to come a little bit and, you know, even then it comes with certain issues and certain things. But yeah, yeah there's there's, I wouldn't all of a sudden flick into some random fucking thing that I've never mentioned just because I don't need money. I would still
1: be in and around the health and fitness game in yeah, some way. Absolutely. And then and then, you know, I went on a course and I met my other half on the course, and she was teaching a bit of it, and this and over. And so, is this where the the the, the firewalking and the, the stuff came in? Yeah, what
0: what? Because I've, I've never, never actually asked you this. Um, what in what interested you in that? What do you? What lessons, first of all, did you take out of doing? Because I've never done any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I've, I've jumped in cold fucking lakes and shit before, but usually that's because I've had a few drinks, um, not necessarily like to try and <laughs> don't you know, do that. So do, my, do, do not my do head that. <laughs> do not do that. Yeah. Um, well, you're Look, the expert. Any kids doing so, that? Yeah. No. So you're the expert. So you can explain why not to do that. I don't know. I just do stupid stuff when I've had a drink. But anyway, um, yeah. What like because like I said, I've never really done any of that stuff. Like it's not something that's ever come up. Um, i think i get the essence of it i've seen it on tv here and there but what 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 did you take out of it and what your why do you think that's so valuable for a lot of people to do what do people tend to come away with afterwards
1: i mean if i look at the 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 people that i'll often talk to which is you know leaders business leaders Mm -hmm. uh, leadership teams companies this or the other how that sort of just morphed and ended up and that's Part of being where my, yeah, you know yeah. that forms a large chunk of my business again. It's funny how they yeah, yeah. come around in in circles, but um they they've got stresses, they've got um ups and downs, highs yeah, and lows, yeah. hopes and uh, hopes and dreams, all of that kind of stuff. And so we'll go in there and we'll present, yeah. and you know, and we have you know maybe a keynote, and then into perhaps a a day, or mm-hmm. a, then a you know a a program that we might sell them or, or whatever, um and and course you want to give them knowledge and yeah. you want to give them the, the 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 you know the knowledge of anatomy and the knowledge of the nervous system yeah. and all that kind of stuff to help them with their stress and let them know why they should be sleeping better and da right. da 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 but you know you've got to make it fun mm. and memorable and you've got to make it so that, that, that they'll look back and and draw on do you remember when we did that? That was great yeah, yeah. fun, and and then we'll attach two or three lessons to that yeah, yeah. memorable activity, and that memorable day, and that right. memorable uh, thing that we did. Um, so that that was, you know, the, the essence of it. There's there's theory behind all those mm. different empowerment techniques, and they link to a certain theory. But one of the main reasons why I why I do them with particularly with groups and teams is so that they have a good day yeah yeah. So that's, yeah it's enjoyable they, they spend half their life listening to powerpoints yeah, yeah. so no exactly okay. look people are only ever going to take so much away from That's right i mean and
0: again it depends on the presenters as well i've listened to a lot of different people and you know i know you're very good at it so making sure that people are entertained when you're giving these talks but you know sometimes there's only so many so much you know, certain topics, there's only so much you can do to make them interested and yeah. memorable. Sometimes it's just a bit, you know, like, and everyone's different fucking, you know, I listen to a lot of people, they love talking about fucking sleep and sleep and things like that. Like, I, it puts me to sleep. Yeah. I'm like, like, I'm like, I get it. not on Google anyway, John, yeah, it's like, like on Google. Point. Yeah. I'm like, you know, you know, is, is this what I'm here to deliver to the world? Or yeah. can we go into getting stuff with a little bit more fun, a little bit more real life fucking you know things that we can take away, yeah. um, that like you said, empowerment techniques, things that just leave you feeling good for a few yeah. weeks. It soon drops off, but yeah. that's that's but not. it's, it's a good, it's a good day. It's but good I'd rather day. have that than people sat fucking nodding away, listening to me talk shit and being yeah. fucking bored for yeah. you know however long, right? Because whilst I might think the topic's interesting, half the room probably absolutely.
1: Don't. And are they are they there because they want to be, or are they there yeah, because yeah. they're being told to be? And da da da. But going and going back to you know. Uh, trainers and helping trainers, and this and the other. I think you've got to have something that is a USP. You've got yeah. to, We t- we teach our guys that. Yeah. We've we've got we've got to have something that 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 uh, you know uh, makes them stand out a little bit yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So there's, there's a multitude of reasons for it, but I, I, I think in in its core essence, it is absolutely going on your own journey. Yeah. You know, you train. It's it's part of your life. Yeah. The the things that I try and teach people, am I my Am I perfect at them? No. But am I trying my best and trying to go on my own journey with yeah, it and yeah. be the best that I can be with it? Absolutely. Yeah, you're
0: experiencing the things you're teaching and that's the whole point. Yeah, absolutely. Whole point, right? Trying
1: to live by those principles and, you know, uh, uh, challenge that with parents. I did a talk at a seminar the other week which was all about, you know, parenting and that was the theme of the day. Yeah, it yeah. was, you know, it was a really, really cool day. And so I sort of started it off and I opened up with, you know, these sort of three high-performance habits, that the top yeah, yeah. three tips, and then I put a picture of me and Liam on, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, and then you have kids, yeah, and, and, it and it all goes out shit. the window. Yeah. Everything goes pear-shaped, yeah. and and that straight away, then I think and I and certainly hope from and from some of the well, feedback, I really loved it. Yeah, and I would
0: also assume anyone that's a parent will laugh at that and go, yeah, with the best in the world, we all fucking try to do this. Yeah, but. Kids yeah. come into play. And yeah. it changes. Eight hours. Eight hours sleep happening.
1: when you've got three kids. Yeah, you know, Not happening right. Uh, protein, meat, and nuts breakfast when you've got three yeah. kids to get ready for school in the morning. Yeah, and Good this luck. is it. And I
0: think that's the problem. Like you say, without harping back into the trainer and the trainer education, you know, I talk about this a lot, and I try and educate our guys and keep things simple. But with the best will in the world, a twenty-five-year-old's going to struggle to really understand that um and understand how to put that into place and then also understand okay right get it but how can we meet somewhere in the middle because whilst i get you can't do the perfect version of this you can't keep doing what you were doing either so where do we where do we find yeah absolutely so look you know well to i guess to finish the last little segment i wanted to kind of cover for now especially with you one of the one of the things that's that's inspired me the most uh watching your career and watching everything you've done. And again, it always comes back down to, I guess sometimes things we do for free, right? I know why you set this up and you can explain, you know, in detail to everybody else, why you set it up. But the charity boxing nights has probably been the one thing that I've seen and watched from afar. I was a little bit involved in the first one. I wasn't supposed to be, but I turned out <laughs> to be involved in the first one. Um And even then- I mean, you are eating your dinner and then I got I you caught yeah, on reading, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we yeah. had to borrow someone's short Yeah, that's, that's right, yeah. Um, well, you ended up fighting and you weren't supposed yeah. to fight. So, the, top whole, top. Uh, so yeah. the whole yeah. thing was, uh, was, uh, was uh, interesting, interesting. But yeah. you know, watching from that first one, which to be fair, I thought the first one was pretty well organized, but it was 10 years ago now and then 10 to, year, to see, yeah. to see yeah. it develop into, I think it's 10th year this year, right? Nine, I think now, now this year, yeah. um, you know, to see the media and to see how, it, how you put it on social media and how big the kind of events become, mm-hmm. um, like I said, I know why you do it. And like I say anything that when we do things for charity and other people is very admirable. But the fact that you've stuck with it every year, you've grown it, you've built it. And I know it's not easy. Mm-hmm. I know it's not like a. am sure there's been times when you've been developing other parts of your business and the parts of your career where you could have probably done without the whole two, three months set up, but you stick at it. Um, you know, tell tell everyone a little bit more about that. What and you going know, again?
1: What do what you get out of of having that as part of your life as well? um so yeah so i mean and i've done you a slight disservice there if you if you count 2013 you're absolutely right there is 10 yeah but we kind of don't count that one almost now which is uh which is another story but um <laughs> yeah. you know i i um i came across sort of what i went to london working and i was involved in boxing anyway yeah, and yeah. then this whole white collar boxing thing started getting big down in london and, and then I, I i thought i could do that yeah i could do that in manchester you know and as you do and uh and I, I always wanted to raise a little bit of money from my friend gareth who'd passed away mm. when when we were young so i kind of bolted that on and and it was it was hard work it yeah. really was and i remember being stood at the bar afterwards and like you said i had to throw my tux off and jump yeah. in because someone had pulled out and there wasn't fighting and and then the corner person had not turned yeah. up so i was like john
0: get some shots
1: <laughs> of will you're sat eating your bloody main meal or whatever you were you were eating your starter i think yeah everything you, you got a main meal no, did you, no, you no, know no. and um and i remember you know it was like you say it was good and our mate alex you yeah. know it was a crap pot isn't it? yeah, he he yeah, yeah. You no know, and, and loads of people out in this yeah. and over and um I remember being sort of afterwards and having having a pint and I was I was asked like are you gonna, are you gonna do that again? And I was like, Absolutely <laughs> no. not a fucking chance. Really? I'm never doing it again. Wow. So from going thinking that I could be this sort of you know, make no mistake about it, I was gonna donate a bit to charity, but I had a bit of an entrepreneurial eye, thinking yeah, yeah, thinking I could, you know, make a little business or be a good good business out of it. I was like, I'm never doing it again. Right. And and then sadly we had a, a family tragedy. Um me my niece uh 12 days old she yeah. passed away um there was a whole backstory with with that and how that happened she was very you know a healthy baby but yeah. sadly she passed away but she was uh cared for as was my sister yeah. uh, incredible care from royal manchester children's hospital yeah. and because lauren had had some health issues as well lauren's my sister so she was sort of on one unit and then uh the baby sophia was on the What's called the NICU unit, newborn intensive care unit, yeah. and um, you know it's a it's a really tough place to to go on. And uh, you see, all you go on there, and and ultimately to be to be um, to be truthful and honest, is there's, there's a lot of very very small babies mm. fighting for their for their lives, and yeah. and it's harrowing. You know, it's tough, and the the doctors and nurses and the staff they do amazing, amazing. You know, they are absolute heroes on there. And it, you go there, and, and it's like wow, wow! You're living your life, you, you're mm. doing your thing, which is cool. And uh, you go in there, and I hope nobody ever has to, but it's it's just yeah. you know a game changer. And um, and sadly, we didn't get the outcome that we were looking for, um, that we were hoping for. Mm. Um, but that that you know that didn't take away from the amazing care that they'd given Sophia and the amazing care that you know Lauren received as well. Yeah so i i I just there was something in me that felt compelled to give back and we've talked about giving back Mm. and and then we've talked about doing a bit of work for 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 free but also i think it's important to do something for causes bigger than you and i and everybody else and um and i just found myself in my i had a personal training studio at the time and i just found myself on the board Mm. planning out a charity boxing night, and yeah. and that was the sort of beginning, you know. Bubbles, mind yeah. maps on a board, and uh, and we we went from there. I didn't have any money yeah. for the first one. Some friends gave me a little bit of money to to help towards costs. Yeah. Uh, you know, a couple of people had you know businesses at the time, and uh, and I met a woman, Penny Penny Pennington mm-hmm. from Connecting Events, and she she donated her company time to to help. You know yeah. and Know um and bring that industry expertise to it, and uh and we managed to somehow cob the first one yeah over the line and 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 it raised some money. We raised about 25, twenty five twenty twenty three thousand eight hundred you know something like that twenty three yeah. twenty four grand something yeah. like that. And that and that was it. Then wow. I, I was like, right, I'm in. And uh, we you, you're absolutely right. This year is nine years. We'll be year nine of yeah. of the new charity boxing night yeah, yeah. but we raise all our money for newborn intensive care mm. um at royal manchester children's hospital and we've raised uh, nearly half a million quid i think now so yeah. you know so it's something that's amazing um, something i'm proud of and i think like you know
0: now you've got it off to a pretty fine art each year i would assume you've got all the right people in place so when the time of year starts it's like right okay it's quite soon actually this person this person this person person. and and you're still heavily involved in the actual coaching and training of the of all the fighters right yeah yeah i love it yeah yeah. i love it i mean it's impressive like the fact because it's like you say it's time consuming and you know with the best will in the world when these are like you know big passion projects like this it's still work at the end of the day Mm -hmm. it's still got to be done and it's still tiring and it's still a lot of extra uh, out of your life, but to to flick that switch each year and be like, right, it's go time Let's do it again. And again, I would imagine no matter how hard work it is, like everything at the end of each show, there's this, you know, I know you're not the kind of guy to pat yourself on the back as such, but there's got to be a huge level of satisfaction of, of looking at that and looking at each show and be like, you know, Orbit, oh, you've got a lot of help. I, I created that. And when we make this amount of money for, for this charity, that that's Again, these are the kind of things that I think you can't put a monetary value on this stuff yep. when it just comes to, you know, having things in your life that are just good. Uh, you know, I'm probably going to go off on a bit of a spiritual rant here, but, you know, just good for your fucking soul. Absolutely. We yeah. spend all our fucking time, you know, sometimes caught up in the material world of making money, which yep. we have to. I mean, you yep. know, pay thing. our bills. It's yep. not fucking cheap nowadays, Um, but there's just you know, sometimes I spent we talk about this, about this a lot and I, that just for me, sometimes just so much more to fucking life than working and paying your bills. Like I yeah. just I need other things in my life. I just yep. and when I don't have them, I'm off the rails a little bit. I, I don't fucking function very well unless I have other things that are not part of making money. Yeah, um, and, I, and I flick from different things here and there. I uh, will you know I can share a bit more detail when we talk about me, but you know, I think for you to have that as hard work as it is and to be creating what you create there is, you know, as as inspired as I am by your career and everything you've done work wise and what you do for a living. Um, For me, that that still kind of tops it all because that's a, a whole other mentality and a lot of people do things for charity. Don't get me wrong and a lot of people do things for free. But, you know, there's a lot of people could and don't yeah, you know, and, and I and I put myself in that in that bracket a little bit. There's there's things I've been wanting to do from a charity point of view, and I've been inspired by what you're doing. I've just not got myself off my arse and worked out what it is and how to do it. But I definitely have that in my future somewhere mm-hmm. to, to raise money. I have a, you know, um, a clear reason I would I would like to help a certain charity, but I just it's finding the thing to do.
1: Yeah well it, you know it, it came to me that's what I mean well, it for wasn't you know. it wasn't what any of us wanted you know we'd have preferred a different outcome
0: no and, of course and, and like you said
1: look you know
0: would you swap 10 9 years of charity boxing nights for for your niece to still be here fucking yeah. absolutely yeah. and whether you'd have ever gone down the the charity route without that yeah who knows probably who knows not. yeah like, we, we need a you know like anything with charity right we need a spark and a very strong sense of purpose and why and unfortunately those things usually come from you know, not very nice things. Tough times, yeah, right. but, yeah, absolutely, you know, uh, absolutely. That is what it is to turn to turn that into a positive for you and your life and your family. You know, is uh you know, like I say, every fucking credit to you because a lot of people wouldn't do that. And like I say, I think a lot of people probably don't see just how hard it is uh, to do it yeah. every year. um When there's probably years where you're like, oh, fucking. Maybe I'm fucking done with this. I can't <laughs> How many more of these am I going to do? And that, and, and that sounds horrible. Yeah, no, it takes the tough. rest yeah. rest of your fucking yeah. life. But because yeah. it's that every year it'll come round, you're like,
1: oh, Yeah, God, well, God. you know, I've got good helpers now and then. Yeah. Liam's 14. So oh, said well, to him, know, right, come on. It's about time he <laughs> yeah. started taking this. Yeah, number, he, he, right? He's, do, day, he's uh, doing a few bits and pieces now, you know, where, where he can. So we'll wait till he's on the next fucking show. That'll be a few oh, years. No, I know, I know. Yeah, you have, to have, to have
0: some in. Him. But anyway,
1: yeah. Um, look, like
0: this, you know, I'm going to wrap it up there, I think, because we've gone through a ton of stuff. Like, you're you, there's so many more fucking things we could talk about and we will over time. Uh, but not to, you know, uh, overdo it for anyone that's potentially still listening if, you, if anyone's still there um that well that was amazing like i say i listened to your life i've followed you for a long fucking time um you know not just your career but as a friend and everything else so a lot of what you do you know inspires me um even though you don't always see it um just to wrap up tell everybody put you on the spot now like if you if, if anyone wants to do some work with you or needs to get hold of you how how do they go about doing that
1: Yep. So I'm all you know, all under my my website. It's all under my, my name, which is uh, www.rickmoylan.ricmoylan.co.uk. And I'm at Rick Moylan r i c m o y l a n on all the social media channels. And and cool. I'll always get back to you. Yeah. Cool.
0: And we'll get this in the credits if I can find someone to edit all this and get professional. <laughs> yeah, shit. if there is, is anyone out there, ramble, yeah. we've got uh, someone actually
1: anyway, haven't we? But, you yeah. know,
0: someone else give us a shout. I just hope it's fucking recorded. We've just spent, I don't know how long, let's hope it all recorded. And
1: Absolutely.
0: Probably... Cool. Well, look, it's been an absolute fucking pleasure.
1: Likewise, mate. Nice one. Thank you. See you later.